Yeah, so welcome to the Loudmouth show. Today we have an entire panel waiting to comment on the London derby. But before we begin with the show, I'd like everyone to speak a few lines on the Argentinian legend Diego Maradona, who sadly left us all to rest in peace. Um the sort of impact he had off and on the pitch was incredible. His charisma was evident via his words and actions. Again, known for the infamous hand of God incident, some labeled him a cheat, others were appreciative of the boldness he showed. Whatever it is, he's one of the greatest footballers in the history of the sport. Yash, what do you think? Uh, Maradona, uh, like he, he is undisputedly the best player to ever play football. And uh, for me, uh, the words of Gianfranco Sola have like really impacted and defined what Maradona was to him and to the entire footballing fraternity. Zola has gone to the extent of saying that uh, he used to spy on uh, Maradona when he used to train and that that's how he learned how to give the curl to his free kicks and uh, not only Zola like everyone in the footballing community sees him as the best ever totally so yeah may his soul rest in peace Jirag your words man So, 60 years is no age to, you know, pass away, first and foremost, and not especially for a legend who was active to quite an extent after he he retired. Although, having said that, whatever, I mean, a lot of people would comment on the fact that he uh, used drugs and so on and so forth, but whatever he did after retirement is none of my concern and he was and he is and he will always remain the best uh, in football because um, i mean his 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 dribbles his passes and even the opponents uh, who used to play against him i mean they had to resort to a lot of slide tackles and a lot of other kind of unfair means to stop that guy from you know bulldozing the defense line and scoring the goals i think without him the argentina would never have won the world cup which they had won and um, yeah i mean i am devastated i'm pretty sad that you know maradona just passed away and i mean is, is it coincidence or is it what bad luck i don't know that he had to pass away in 2020 i mean i just i just have no words true um what do you think super frank arpit Yeah, so in the generation of uh, Messi and Ronaldo, just imagine if someone had the talent of Lionel Messi and the dedication of Cristiano Ronaldo. That was Diego Maradona, actually, to me. That guy was one of the biggest talent of his generation, and you can learn many things from his life. That despite despite having so many off off field issues, that guy always. produce so much joy for his people for many people across the world and just out with a smile on his face and did marvelous things on the field and right for, and for that you in this life you should you should uh, we should learn something from his life that despite giving all having all the lemons in the life he made a lemonade out of it that's quite a big thing so that's it Cool guys. So let's just commence with the tenth week preview, starting with Brighton versus Liverpool. 
um so we won't be discussing crystal palace versus newcastle because that is happening tonight and this audio won't be getting posted by tonight so what do you guys think man graham potter actually won the last match against aston villa and a well deserved victory i'd say even though aston villa had more um, you know shots on target and it was an equal fight rather but it's graham versus jurgen now this week and finally we get to see two sides who've been building up pretty well and they've been they love playing attacking football so especially with the champions league defeat that liverpool faced uh, the day before yesterday what do you think you know with the further further congestion in the schedule how big an opportunity is this for brighton to defeat liverpool what do you think yash i think liverpool uh, showed good character like in the last premier league game week like we all expected them to suffer a loss without all of the defenders available but that game showed like i personally felt that they have they still have the uh, character in them to win but again the uh, last night against atlanta it was a shaky performance and probably the biggest loss klopp uh, has had on anfield ever i guess so i'm Um, what do you think about? Okay, fine. Let's just put it in a way that Liverpool lost this match in 137 matches that Klopp has actually played at home. You know, and that was more than yeah, <laughs> they conceded more than a goal, and that hasn't happened in a long, long time. So, is this something Liverpool should be worried about again? when people actually you know picked up um, the aston villa match they were pretty concerned about liverpool but they actually bounced back pretty well so is this again a liverpool side which shouldn't have started was the starting lineup wrong or were this were they too complacent what do you think i think liverpool were too complacent i think the, the lineup was fine i think um, you know with curtis jones origi and simicas and uh, reese uh, uh, reese williams right who is a center back uh so no resident than nico williams played yeah 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 ha so yeah it's fine we still had uh... okay but adi you know i agree with you on all on all the points i just differ with you on a couple that liverpool should have started their best lineup they could have put in robertson they could have put in jota firmino you know in the starting itself but they went in with nico at the right who couldn't who wasn't really that fruitful okay he was trying to pass well he was trying to get ahead but he didn't that have, have that good an impact his all his long balls were going too deep in the opposition's box and he wasn't even taken off why would you take off uh, simicas who was trying so hard who was playing so well what do you think about both these things which i've mentioned i think klopp was just trying to give um, you know nico a bit of uh, experience you know just uh, just just let him play cuz he's 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 pretty young kafi young hai wo he's relatively uh, you know not used to playing against this so it, it was it was just like you know probably uh, just put him in just see how well he performs just gain some experience it's a learning curve for all these local youngsters i think that was klopp's intention it wasn't really you know Uh, that we had to because I think Liverpool had won the, all all the three previous games. So you know probably losing this game is fine. Take that put out. Great. It's okay, man. As I said, just take it with a pinch of salt and and move on. Because uh, <laughs> you shouldn't really be dissecting it and everything. Because I'm pretty sure you know Liverpool will go um, to probably to the Apex uh, tomorrow and and probably score four or five goals and then people will be back to normal again. <laughs> okay, uh, but uh, Chirag. 
what do you think man as adis have already mentioned that lampy is suspended because of that uh, red card fiasco with jack greelish even i i thought that was a little harsh because it wasn't even that big a foul but what do you think man how will the dynamics of uh, brighton change because they'll be bringing in beltman at the right now who's actually pretty world versatile again but what do you think how will it venture out for brighton so um i feel that uh, you know liverpool does have a edge over it because they have uh, like sadio mane is one of the key players and i've seen his game like he is one of the fastest when it comes to you know scoring goals and you know decimating the opponent's defense so and um, also since lamty is not there we can you know bank upon neil mopay if he's uh, coming in the squad so with just one uh, you know pro i mean fully experienced uh, you know, what do i say striker we cannot really depend much i mean i don't think they can do much against a giant like liverpool so for me I it's milbeck is back on form even though in the last two matches he's missed couple of opportunities but he will be better than mope for sure and danny welbeck yeah yeah i mean that is true but uh, if you see the number of uh, number of appearances of danny welbeck as compared to neil mope or lampte it's a little less right he's played for six premier league clubs i haven't really compared the statistics but uh, yeah I mean, no, I'm talking about uh, you know Brighton's in this particular season. I think it's a little uh, less. No, 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 he just came in, right? He just came. He just in. signed. He just yeah. signed. Just I signed. think he's been about yeah, three yeah. games, and he's Lord Welbeck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, uh, and again, he, he played well for United, man. <laughs> a little, whatever he said. <laughs> yeah, he hey, did. He did. He's a Lord, man. He's a Lord. Knighthood, they na chahiye us. Knight. What you you want to take Marcus Rashford's MB and give it to this guy or what? Hey, <laughs> give him everything, dude. You give him that. You give him David Beckham's mansion. You give him. <laughs> he's a lord. He deserves everything in the world. Just like Origi oh. does. But what do you guys? Hey, Origi, you. I don't know why you Liverpool fans keep you know criticizing him. He's he won you that game against Barcelona, bro. These are he's a legend. That should build a statue outside. <laughs> <laughs> जॉर्जन He's well beast. <laughs> There's no George Best in front of Danny Well Beast. <laughs> okay, let's get on with the questions. Let's get so, on, man. Prakash, welcome to the show again, man. It's been long. We haven't really heard you. Yeah, But, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> What do you think, <laughs> man? <laughs> What do you think of Ben White as an option? You know, in the centre half, if Potter, you know, he wants a well-quality defence against Liverpool. So, so what options would you go in? Would you go in with Burn, Dunk, Webster, or would you bring in Ben White somewhere in the three-line defense? See, man, Ben White—he's a young defender again, and I mean, he 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 can do bits. So I think going with Ben White right now is a is a decent option for me. Not right. because I was I was even planning to put him in my fantasy squad, <laughs> so that's right. I'm just taking that option as a backup. 
Yeah. Good. Um, yeah. So again, any comment on how defensively they've been playing in the past few matches? Um, Br- Brighton. Yeah. Yeah. So see, Brighton's first of all goalkeeper again. Brighton's goalkeeper is Masutas Matthew Ryan, if I'm not wrong. Yeah. 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 So again, see, man, their position in the league is also decent. As Brighton, I was expecting them to be like in the bottom, like way below on what they're playing right now. So I'm not. I'm. I can't comment anything. I mean, they lost the last game against Villa, but yeah, Liverpool. Liverpool can thrash them uh, like two 0 or something. I can't. Still, I've I've not watched a lot of games of Brighton, so I can't comment a lot about them. But again, okay. I think. They, they 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 aren't that good in as in their defense. Just that the goalkeeper yep. is a masterclass. I've seen Matthew Ryan play a lot of games, and he's a great keeper, to be honest. Right. Again, yeah. yes. You know, Chelsea have been on the other hand. They uh, sorry, Liverpool on the other hand. They've again nursing a couple of injuries. They've got Trent, Thiago, Oxlade, Chamberlain still on the sideline. So, what do you think? Um, you know, uh, without these players, do you think uh, Liverpool will be focused? Will they be sharp and on days like the other day they were pretty days out? Uh, yeah. So what do you think? What lineup are you expecting? And again, your take on both these comments? I think like before in the last Premier League game, I had a lot of doubt over how they'll perform, but right. they they came out with a win. But again, last night they had a good squad in my opinion. Like they played the right players, they played the uh, young players. Who have been consistently giving out good performances, like whenever they have been given chances. True. But uh, yeah, so I believe Reese Williams might again get a chance, or Fabinho can come back as a centre back as he played previously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, I feel that uh, it might be a trouble for Liverpool if Brighton decides to go with a three-man at the back, because. In that case, they'll have to go like they'll have to go with a, a three-man defense. Ideally, like depends on what Klopp does. But uh, I personally believe that against a three-man defense, it's always better to play a three-man defense encounter. But right. here so, is, so you're yeah. absolutely right there, and yeah. and Brighton have been in fact using that three-four-three in each and every game. But exactly. But without Lamptey, I think. It's it's exactly Lamptey is gonna be the missing link. Like without Lamptey, I think it's it. They don't have like the key players to play that formation against Liverpool. True. But so yeah, that's what we need to see. Like I'd be glad if they play three man and put Klopp into trouble and force him to play a three man at the back, which I believe he's not prepared to play at this stage. Right. So let's see. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think it's a very dicey game. Plus, I think both teams are good in counter-attacking, especially Liverpool, man. So, let's see, man, what happens. But yeah, so with again, like... I like the stake you are on this. Yeah. Sorry? No, nothing, nothing. Go on. Yeah, since they've started playing like all Mane, Salah and Jota and Firmino together, they have become all the more lethal in, in the strike force. Right. Yeah. Um. Again, man. So, uh, given their performance against Leicester, man, you know it was extremely powerful, I'd say, and one of the best this season. So, what would be your match prediction, um, Super Frank? Hello, Doctor Sab. Doctor Sab. 
despite having origi sala and mane you can you cannot complain about the lineup if you have sala and mane in the lineup and uh, that atlanta was a lesson but this match brighton and liverpool it's evenly matched like uh, you jaise ek kahawat hai ki hira hi rekho kaatta hai so exactly this is like yeah so uh, you, you can expect brighton to attack Brighton are a very good attacking team. Like last time when we talked out, I told that Brighton is a very good team, but they haven't been lucky all this season. They just need that bit of luck, and which they happened to have in against Aston Villa. So uh, and uh, the thing with Brighton is, I think that uh, Matt Ryan he sometimes overdoes stuff. Like. He can. Uh, he's good with his feet, but he shouldn't try that that much. And uh, and the thing with uh, I think Minamino should have played against Atlanta. I don't know why why he didn't get the chance. And uh, uh, I think uh, this match will be pretty good to watch, despite uh, having uh, Liverpool suffering a two nil loss. Right. So you go. You're going in for a Brighton tunnel, right? Yeah. Cool. Adi, what about you? Ah, Liverpool three-one man. I think uh, Trafford is back for Brighton if I'm not wrong. Yes, he is. But he's yeah. not informed, so I don't know if they'll be. But still, he's, he's a he's a really good player, man. He's he's someone who links up very well with whoever's in the front line. If you've noticed, he linked up very well with Mope. In the first uh, two. Yeah, first two three games last season as well. I don't, I didn't understand why Potter, you know, kept rotating him, kept not playing him. I think consistently, if you play Trossard, he will give you good attacking returns. He's a very attack-minded player, links up play, has a mad right foot. He scores some screamers. He's also, I think, scored recently for Belgium as well. True. So I think you know start playing Trossard more consistently with probably with Mope, and you can rotate well back. Uh, you know, yeah. Brighton will be. I think Brighton scoring goals will be pretty easy for Brighton. But this game, I think Liverpool will just be too strong, man. I think the front three with and also the form that Jota is also. And if Jota also features, I think you'll again have Jota on the score sheet along with the Salah right. goal and Mane goal, and you'll probably see a goal from Mopey or Trossard for Brighton. Yeah, yeah, she was saying something. No, no. I was saying. Yeah. Hello. Uh, can I interrupt? No, I was just saying anything. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, we we are uh, in uh, unison with the fact that Liverpool is winning. Except for Doctor. Doctor, I think Brighton will win. No, no. Even I think Brighton should win. Brighton should win. 
Weltman along with the Solimach or Alcate or Bernardo. Midfield. Five three two while defending and uh, huh. and then it will become the three five three five two while attacking. Yeah, huh. exactly. Three five two or three four three. Nah, three four three because you'll have Bissouma, uh, you'll have Lalana in midfield, you'll have Cross. Even Lalana had a good last game. Played, played well, yeah. Played I think well. he got an assist if I'm not wrong. Yeah. Did he? Did he get injured? No, I thought Lamptey got injured. नहीं नहीं लैम्पी डेंट डेंट लैम्पी गोट रेड आई हैव एवरीनेट के लैम्पी गोट रेड कौन गेम लाला लाला गेम दिया सिस्टर आई थिंक ऑफ ग्रास वो जो आई थिंक पास्कल ग्रास गेम दिया सिस्टर आई थिंक ग्रास मेंबर मेंबर नॉट सो लाला ने ही गोट सब्ड आउट एट 45 मिनट्स आई गेस नहीं बट ही फिट ही फिट � हाँ सो गुलाब लगाना ग्रास एंड बिसुमा मिडफील्ड में और आगे मोपे एंड प्रसाद और वेल बैक एंड मोपे और वेल वेल बैक एंड प्रसाद नाइस ओके लगाना गोट एन असिस्ट फॉर डेनी वेल बैक स्कोर ओ अच्छा तो लगाना ठीक है या 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 एंड द सॉली मार्च गोल वाज बाय ग्रास ओके सो द नेक्स्ट मैचेस मैनचेस्टर So you know, for City, I think it was a satisfying one-nil victory against Olympiacos. Even though they tried uh, getting through them, but they couldn't. And you know how relieved will Pep be by knowing that okay, he can entirely focus on the Premier League now. He doesn't really need to put in efforts because he's all, he's already crossed over to the knockout stages. So what do you think? Um, let's start with Prakhar. Yeah, man. City's last game in the Premier League uh, against Spurs, two-nil victory. What a game it was, man! What a game! <laughs> And Burnley, like I said before about Brighton, again they are in the bottom part of the table. I'm not sure. So again, Pep would be looking forward to like 
put his forces in the Premier League and get a few goals. Especially KDB, I think he was trying too hard that day. And he, if you saw the press conference after the match, I mean, he was like furious about like not getting that handball thingy that happened in the game. So I think KDB is going to score a few goals. And yeah, Burnley, I'm not sure if they're going to defend. Even though their, their defenses look pretty yeah, good. Exactly. They will only Adam? defend. I think they will only play defense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Burnley, right. They have been yeah. playing defensive the whole time in the in the Premier League this time. Exactly. So, uh, but but come on, man! It's Man City and it's Pep. So you'll expect goals from City, at least like two goals. So I'll go with like two nil or three nil for Man City. Good. Even I think this is the break where they'll be making with Aguero because he's fully fit for now. For sure, man. For sure. See, they have to now get their games. Come on, see the see the place in the Premier League. No one expected this from a team like City. So and the next come on, I mean, actually very easy, man. So I think they'll be making. A so comeback. yeah, they, they'll they'll get back their position in the Premier League where they deserve. So right. obviously, which is about Tottenham. It's man, it's it's. <laughs> you think will they go past Tottenham or what do you think? That that's not happening, man. Come on, <laughs> see in the last in the last podcast I said see after in that game we we drew. Three all. I I was in quarantine like for fourteen days. I didn't pick up any calls or some anything after that game. But uh, yeah, man, Spurs man, they are winning the Premier League. Come on. Oh fuck, man. Oh man. No, but honestly, honestly, if Man City can cross Man United in the league table, it will be a big thing. Tottenham to Spurs. Come on, tell me, guys. You know, the thing is, they don't. Tell you, Manchester is still red, by the way. So, as per the last derby, so yeah. But who cares if Manchester is red? But yeah, overall, I think it's still blue. But yeah, I think. London's blue. Again, you're dreaming too much in the theater of dreams. You should stop doing that, Chirag. The UK will be lily white, man. अरे What do you think? Will they be creating multiple transitions, or will it be little like Tottenham? Okay, whatever chances they get, uh, they'll be scoring off that. I think, I think biggest loss Burnley right now has is is like uh, Pope will not be featuring in the next game. I think like uh, he had a head injury and like. Uh, uh, but I think he is featuring. उसको कोतना कुछ हुआ नहीं है to be honest. No, he got two stitches. Yeah, but so I, I, like I'm pretty sure like a goalkeeper can. Resume playing after a week with two stitches, <laughs> but if it doesn't, I doubt like this guy Peacock Farrell. He has <laughs> the potential to stop Manchester City, and yep. again Burnley. I, like I definitely expected better performances from them. Like they have had some like magic moments out of the head every season. Like they have beaten top six clubs uh, over like the last two three seasons whenever they got chances. But this time, I feel City with Sterling back fit. Like he featured in the Champions League game, if I'm not wrong. And yes. uh, yeah, so I think City will be in full form, full fledged form to beat them. And I don't see Burnley having any chance whatsoever. 
Hmm. Okay. Again, man, I'd like you to talk about. Um, let's come to um, this guy, Doctor. You know, Kyle Walker and De Bruyne were actually rested for the Champions League match specifically for them to get on. You know, build on that tempo in the Premier League. Yeah. So, yeah. How important is their inclusion again? Since we've actually noticed that okay, Kyle Walker loves coming central, or that is how he's instructed to. But De Bruyne's role at the right centre midfield. Do you think he's doing better at? What he used to do at the left, because we've seen him take so many good, brilliant goals from the left side. Why not display him next to Sterling? Why are they playing him at the right? What do you think? Because the problem is Sterling. Sterling is also not featuring right. Recently, Sterling uh, last league match he didn't feature, and uh, mm. the problem with De Bruyne is that guy he can play anywhere, man. It's not the problem of left or right. Like. He can give crosses. That's the main pro- uh, point of Burnley. Those guys will defend deep, and uh, you need to like uh, give air balls. And someone needs to be there in the D area to be uh, be there to take advantage of it. The main problem with City is that most managers have found their kryptonite. That is pace. Play on the counter. Play on the counter. Why does? Uh, Uh, you can remember last time Jurgen Klopp uh, when uh, it was uh, title race in the starting last season's uh, starting match when Fabinho scored that goal. Uh, mm. You remember uh, Klopp didn't care about possession that much because that's how you have to play against City. You don't have to care about possession. You have to play at back of the defense and play on the counter. And if you if you have really fast players, you can have very good chance of winning against City. That happens. Uh, you can see that has happened with Liverpool. Liverpool have literally thrashed them in any sense in recent recent match matches. So same you you saw last week against Spurs. Uh, saw uh, Hume and Son was taking full advantage of it. Keane was dropping in deep, and and normally that guy had a career resurgence against in Jose Mourinho. Playing that pass was absolute beauty, man. To Hume and Son. Which so most managers have uh, found out the kryptonite for Pep Guardiola that is pace. But the problem with Burnley is that they don't have any such profile of players, which can really cause damage to Manchester City as in general. So I think this match will definitely be for City to win if anything happens. Okay, no, I think you've stated a couple of good points. But um, again, man. Um, Let's talk about a little about Burnley. So Robbie Brady is out out for Burnley. Jack Cock is sidelined as well. So Dale Stephens, Phil Bardsley, uh, Chris Taylor, Eric Peters—they were all in, you know, last week's Premier League against Palace as well. So Addy, what do you think, man? What do you think? Uh, how will Burnley be featuring against, um, you know, City? Is there any chance for Sean Dyche? Uh, not really. I think uh, even City's performance against Olympiacos was, you know, lackluster. They weren't really that good, barring that Sterling and Foden link up for the goal. Yeah. Uh, but I don't see Burnley as a team that can cause a lot of problems to City offensively. They can defensively, you know, probably. That's how Burnley are known. They they like to, you know, sit back and defend very, very, very deep. Uh, mm. I think the only way I think probably Burnley can score is probably from corners. That's why they're very effective. You have aerial, uh, you know, players with an aerial presence like Chris Wood. Um, you know, uh, you have the defenders Tarkovsky and me who are also really strong in the air. Uh, and I think Westwood is pretty decent on set pieces, so Brady won't be that much of a miss. 
बट या मैन आई थिंक स्टिल थिंक दैट दिस इज शुड बी अ कंफर्टेबल सिटी वेन आई थिंक विद डेब्राइन आई थिंक अक्वेरो शुड फीचर आई हेड ऑफ गैब्रियल जी ही टू फॉर दिस गेम सो गो एट वट वी सेंग नो नो आई वाज सेइंग राइट हां सो आई आई थिंक अक्वेरो आई थिंक अक्वेरो शुड डेफिनेटली स्टार्ट दिस गेम आई हेड ऑफ गैब्रियल ही टू सो आई आई थिंक सिटी प्रोबब्ली अ or two or a three nil you know they'll be hurting from the loss at spurs where they actually played well it wasn't that they were bad it's just that spurs defended really well and hit them really well on the counter so i think this should be a a three nil or a probably a three one win for city okay so so since you've actually spoken about the low block you know that only actually like putting out with benmi and tarkovsky back what do you think is there any chance for them to You know, stop the team's uh, attacking because we know how the team struggles to score nowadays. I know they, they're good defenders, man. But they're sitting with City, right? So City uh, against Spurs, you know, they were attacking a lot from the wings. Uh, City, you know, they were overloading players on on either of the wings, on on the right and on the left. So you on the right, you had you had Walker, you had De Bruyne. um you know uh you had bonardo silva you had mares they were attacking on the right whereas on the left you had parantores you had cancelo uh you know there were times when gabriel jesus used to so i think you know city will obviously will 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 be putting uh, a lot of uh, numbers up up top in and, and emphasizing in, in their attack as well so i don't i don't really see mino me and tarkovsky you know trying to probably having a good day or a good show especially if aguero is going to start the game um so i i still feel it's a it should be a, a relatively comfortable win for city man 3-1 however however okay. early whatever formation they go with however whoever the players are going to play i think with taylor and lauten as well chirag sorry so um chirag uh, what is your take on the game man? i think you haven't spoken anything about the game yeah so again i kind of agree with uh, people who said that manchester city is going to have a good win because you have really really good players on the forward and also in the midfield and your also, voice is distorted bro could you could you yeah so i'm saying that uh, i mean there's players like aguero there's torres there is raheem sterling <laughs> yeah bro it's just this yeah it's just go a little uh, mellow on this <laughs> yeah so i'm saying that there are really good forwards and i mean strikers and also good midfielders with and also pretty decent um, defense so i mean there i see i see no reason why manchester city would lose against burnley so i believe yeah again should be a 2-0 or a 3-0 win against burnley what do you think prakar Man, I've already said in the starting it's two nil, three nil. As I said okay. in the starting. Okay. So Frank, what do you think? Super Frank. Adi, Yash, what do you think of uh, the final score? What will it be like? I think three one Man City. So comfortable City win. Uh, you think Burnley is going to score one goal? I think Burnley will score, and I think because City, I think they'll probably concede from a corner from set pieces. So I think either Tarkovsky or me or Chris Wood will probably get get a sing, single goal. But City defensively, I think uh, they aren't they they they're really prone to you know uh, aerial balls balls that are being crossed in to the box. I think that's the weakness of Ruben Diaz and Laporte. 
being center backs so i think that's what burnley will try and do with mcneil and with goodmanson on the wings will be trying to keep crossing the ball in or try and score through a set piece i think burnley will definitely score man this city team is can you know they they can be breached through so even against chelsea i think burnley played pretty well it was just that they couldn't score much but they played played really well you know this is because they have their low on quality head that is only reason why in the final But yeah, man. Yeah. Not quality. I think it's just the way Burnley plays. It's just defensive football, you know. And we're all used to like seeing attacking football, players dribbling, players, you know, not making and stuff like that. But Burnley have a different yeah. style and yeah. a different approach to football. True. But I think they are pretty quick on a transition, man. I've seen it a couple of times, even this season. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. They are. They are. But that's the thing, right? Uh, they don't score for how many, how many ever, wherever they try and counter attack or anything. There's no end product, like. Really physical. I think barring, I think McNeil. I've really not seen any Burnley player actually attempt to take on other players or dribble past other players or you know, so few skills here and there. I think McNeil yep. is the only guy. And Brady is known for that mad left foot of his, but he's out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah. Your prediction. I think it will be three nil to City. Okay. Cool. Uh. So the next match that we'll be discussing is Everton versus Leeds, and it'll be played at Goodison Park. Again, it's you know we finally get to see an Ancelotti versus Bielsa encounter with both sides. You know, it's the extremely Leeds on build-ups. How entertaining is the match going to be, especially with Everton getting into a swinging momentum from last week's win against Fulham? Even though I thought personally that they were defensively they were pretty uh, confused. Because Fulham were easily getting past their uh, midline and defenders as well. I don't know what is wrong with Allen, man. Like, so what are your comments on the game? Let's start with um, Chirag itself. Chirag. Yeah. So for this match, I believe that Everton will have a better edge as compared to Fulham uh, because you have Dominic Calvert-Lewin in the uh, striker and we have good amount of defense. So yeah, I think uh, it's it's. Everton all the way. Okay. Uh, anything else you'd like to say about Leeds or something? No, I don't okay. think. Uh, yeah. Um. Okay. Even though again, I've actually mentioned that how I have defensive concerns for Everton. So what do you think, um, Prakar? What is your take on this? See, bro. For uh, from seeing Everton sides again in the last game, they conceded two goals against Fulham, which wasn't expected. Exactly. So maybe the, the 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 biggest problem I think is because they're playing like they're playing wing backs, right? So mm-hmm. maybe they are attacking too much. But again, I've seen they, they they are getting goals and they they, they they are converting goals like Calvert Lewin, uh, Rodriguez, and Richarlison. So that's not more of an issue if you're scoring four goals and if you're Conceding two goals or maybe three goals—that's not till, till the time you can score more goals than your opponents. It's always good. And see, Leeds side, they, except for the Arsenal match, I mean Arsenal are in bad form, but Leeds have also conceded like four goals against Palace, four goals against Leicester. In the Ashton Villa game, they played well, but then again, man, Leeds defense is also really, really weak. I think Prakash, you'll be to. jinxing it up again for Ancelotti because. You know that Luca Dine is again. He's injured, and he's probably going to undergo surgery and all that. So, which leaves oh, them without uh, any offensive play from the left because they've always depended on a 
full back left full back especially you know getting bains of there he scored 33 goals overall in the premier league and he was a legend club legend for them and okay, yeah. now without dean as well what do you think will they change their formation will they get in bin backs or will it will they stick to a maybe they can play a four man defense the normal 433 formation with the uh, I mean, Decore is uh, he can get back as well, and he's a tall player again. He's so, good. yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. So he's a tall player, and he can get uh, track back, and you know, defend really well. So right. maybe he he can, even though he's a good attacking player too. But if you if you're lacking def- defense, then I'm I'm not probably sure uh, what what Everton's gonna do. But again, I, I feel that they they might still go with their attacking play. What what the classical game? What the classic game is, and then Leeds their defense is looking shaky. I mean, you're not sure what's gonna happen with Leeds because some games they're playing really well, and then again they're losing four and four one four one, and then again against Arsenal they, they managed to draw because Arsenal they, they got a red card. But see, man, I can't. I I I can only say it's gonna it's not gonna be a more uh, it's gonna be an attacking game, but I. Not sure if any of the team is gonna score any goals. A lot of goals. I, uh, you know what I see? I see Everton not again getting dispossessed back to back. I see them the way they played against United, maybe something like that. Because Leeds are the team, you know how dominating they can get. Again, with the same cue, I'd like um, Yash to actually comment on Everton's defense and Yash also on Leeds as a team. We know how explosive they can get. They create many opportunities. Their diagonal build-ups are the Worse for any other opposition to face, especially with um, Ailing man. See that guy is something. What do you think? They have good options in Hector Costa. They've got Rafinha as well. He can replace him. They've got Rodrigo back. They have Bamford. What is your take on the game? Yeah, I mean this is the uh, second most exciting game for me this weekend. Like after Chelsea and Spurs, uh, like I noticed Leeds playing a wonderful game against Arsenal last week. Despite Arsenal being ten men, like Leeds created a lot of chances. I think they had four to five woodworks, all beautiful woodworks. And yeah, I think they were unlucky not to win against Arsenal last week. And very unlucky. Yeah, and at the same time, Everton has not been in the same form they started the season off with. Like in the last five games, I think they just had one win last week, and before that, three losses. So yeah, I'm not very confident on Everton, especially with uh, Dinier not available. And yeah, so I think it's going to be a very high-scoring game with both teams having weaknesses in their defense and both teams being like attacking, like offensively very strong. So yeah, like it it can be a goal galore there, like maybe three, four, or four, three, something like that. Like I wouldn't be surprised if both teams end up scoring three to four goals each. Right. Again, Adi, I'd like your comment on Luca Dine not being featured. Allen's bad Allen's form. Bad. The Charlesons inclusion. They've been winning with Will Charleston there. Uh, and their formation timing. Will they be bringing in three four three fullback or will they be sticking to four three three? Ah, I think Dino missing is a massive, massive, massive miss for Everton. Uh, he's probably one of the best crossers in the Premier League. Um, his crosses are pinpoint accurate. Lot of swerve. You know, and I think that's one of the reasons why Calvert Lewin has been having such a good show up top is because of Dinier's lovely, lovely, lovely crosses. So him being out injured is definitely a massive, massive, massive miss for them. Um, in terms of options, I don't, I don't see much. I see, I think only they've, they've recently signed this uh, youngster, this French youngster from Marseille. 
called Niels Nkunku. Yes. Um, so I think he's a 19-year-old left back. Uh, but I think John Joe Kenny can also play as left back. He he played for Schalke at, at left back last season for a couple of games. True. Uh, but yeah, man, I think Dino's creativity is going to be a massive, massive miss for Everton now. Now it'll be interesting to see you know how Everton cope and whether players like Hamez you know kind of like step up, uh, step up their game because I think Hamez was also really poor against Fulham. Very poor. Um, Very poor. Uh, yeah, he didn't. He didn't. He was tracking back. He was losing the ball a lot. Um, and I, I think Fulham. I think Fulham played well. I I think it was Fulham a good game for Fulham. It's just that that horror show that they're having with penalties, man. That Caballero penalty was again another absolute <laughs> shambles of a penalty. Did they, did anyone see it? He slipped and the ball he yeah. shot it over. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think a lot of them have been missed the game before that. Also, someone missed. Look, yeah, look, 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 yeah, who does that? Panenka penalty at the 93rd minute, exactly. <laughs> I think that what ended is, the two games before that minute. What is good with Loftus-Cheek not featuring in the game? You know, they came on later. So do you think they would have made a instant impact if they started the game? I think they would have. If they had started the game, I think definitely they would have, man. I think uh, I think Mitrovic is going through a bad patch of form. You know, even for Serbia as well, they didn't qualify for the Euros. And he, I think he missed the, the crucial penalty as well. Uh, Right. The Euro qualifiers. I I forget. I I'm not against whom. I think it was against Scotland. Oh yeah, it was yeah, against it was, Scotland. Yeah, it was against Scotland where he's his penalty was saved by David Marshall. So I think Mitrovic is just going through that bad touch of form. He's a, he's a he's a class striker man. He's someone who definitely inside the box he can turn into a Lewandowski. Um, I just think it's just a bad patch of form for Mitrovic. Uh, but I think it's good to see, you know, other players stepping up, you know, players like uh, uh, this Bobby Reid, this Bobby Do- Bobby Dokova Reid. He was in Cardiff last season. He's He's been putting in some good performances. Uh, you know, Tom Kenny's again been pretty, pretty good for Fulham as well. Uh, good number, so, 10. number 10. Yeah, good number 10. Like he holds up, he, he holds midfield pretty well. He distributes the ball really well. I think Lukeman, barring that horrendous penalty, he's also been really, really good. live on the right. Good pace, you know. And I think adding, getting Loftus cheek, getting, I think uh, Parker managed to get quite a few players on loan, you know, right before the transfer window. So he's got him. So I think uh, even uh, I think if I'm not wrong, I think Lemina has come as well, the former Southampton midfielder. Yes, Lemina. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's just a. So I think yeah, I think Fulham are. But again, they've been quite unlucky. But I think uh, you definitely need to start with Loftus cheek and Mitrovic. I think these are your key players. And you know, keeping them on the bench is not really going to help Fulham's cause. I think we've spoken enough about uh, Everton, but Doctor, what what is your take on take on Calvin Phillips, man? He was back in the last game as well, but he wasn't showing good form, obviously, because he was still nursing a hamstring yeah. or whatever injury he was on. But again, we saw him limping in the last game as well. So, what do you think? Will he be playing this game, or what is it? I think I think he'll be starting this game, but there are doubts about it. I it it's I I'm not pretty sure that he'll be start uh, he'll be starting or not. But he, at some point of time he'll get in, introduced into the game. But the like because Shackleton is injured too, so I think they're low on defensive mids. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Everton, uh, I think this game, uh, uh, apart from the Chelsea and Tottenham match, this game is quite interesting. After after that, this game is quite interesting because. Luka Dean has been a huge asset for Everton. 
that guy right. uh, last match you must have seen that he provided two assists for dominic calvert lewin and uh, he has been a huge asset yes. for everton itself so missing him will be a g- good thing and uh, defensively if you see uh, Uh, Everton are not that uh, Allen hasn't been good recently in uh, recent matches and uh, who will take up the left back spot because that left back spot uh, is very important for Everton because uh, it it needs someone who can provide those crosses on which uh, it can come in the boxes and uh, it can uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin can try one them so it will be a very interesting match because Uh, normally leads uh, those guys keep on pressing man full 90 minutes they'll keep keep pressing you they'll run like dogs behind you so that's uh, and uh, everton uh, they have been they might win the game they might have won the game last time but i don't think it was a very convincing performance as per, as per my point of view right i think it'll be a very interesting match to see you can't predict this match man right again uh, kanish welcome back to the show and i think you're right on time because we'll be discussing united's match next but what is your take on nepoli's alan man like he was actually performing well in the first few matches but now a sudden dip in form what do you think hey uh, sorry for being uh, out of the show for so long i'm very happy to be back <laughs> nobody cares <laughs> nobody cares about you you sick fuck why don't you Okay, fine. But no one actually commented on uh, Allen, man. Uh, Addy, what do you think? Yes, what do you think about Allen? Why is he not performing? The Pure is doing well. I don't know. Like he started off well. Like for the couple of first couple of weeks, I felt like they are set with Allen and Dukor playing with, alongside uh, Rodriguez. Hmm. But like he's completely missing for the, from from their game. Like you cannot, you don't see him recovering the balls. Neither do you see him creating. forward passes like it's kind of like like i i had high hopes from him like it could be a game changing midfield for them and like i was really excited for this midfield right yeah okay guys so what is the prediction for the game uh, let's start with um, yash itself i think 4-2 or 4-3 to everton a good prediction what do you think adi chirag I think one um, nil Everton. Decent, Rakhar. I'm gonna go with one one man because see, whenever I predict like it's gonna be attacking game, the team tends to uh, the, both the teams tend to attack, but like they don't score much. So one one from both the sides, Bamford and Calvert Lewin to be more accurate. Um, <laughs> super Frank. <laughs> I'll I'll go with Leeds this time. Two one for Leeds. Right. With Bamford, uh, with a brace and uh, one maybe Dominic Calvert. I think everyone has Bamford in SPL. I think that's why. Yeah, obviously. Bamford goal. Bamford goal. Calvert Lewin. I don't have him, but but I think Everton two one. I think uh, this is the game yeah, where probably he's playing. I had him in it. I had him in it. I put Calvert Lewin. Yeah, it's a good transfer, man. Jimenez is anyway not working out, but I should actually talk to them. He's playing Arsenal anyways. Where, yeah, but where Captain Calvert Lewin for the form player. Hey, don't stay in a tip, bro. Put them both to strike. They will both score. Just chill out. Yeah, you, you should actually now hold up on three Wolves players for your FPL because they are facing Arsenal. Oh yeah, totally. 
I think Everton, man. I think two on Everton. I think uh, you know Leeds were Leeds were, were very good against uh, against Arsenal. I think they were just unlucky hitting the bar thrice. But I think after ten men, Arsenal were a different proposition. Arsenal also had really good chances to win the game and to kill the game, uh, barring Pepe's stupidity. But I think Everton, in terms of quality, I think Everton are just a little bit better. So I think two one. Probably Richarlison um, will get on the score sheet along with Calvert Lewin and for Leeds. Um, since everyone's saying Bamford, I'll, I'll I'll probably go with a Jack Harrison goal. That is possible. Yeah. But Kanish, uh, your take on the game, man? Everton versus Leeds, and your prediction as well. Yes, uh, really sorry about that. Uh, I really need to get my technical affairs in order. Uh, <laughs> sorry to all the other patrons of the Loudmouth Show. I had to subject them <laughs> to Advet's boring statistics for. <laughs> I more minutes. <laughs> I know it can be sometimes five minutes. Because we know. Hey, Boomer, for your predictions, not for your bloody Mahabharata. <laughs> your predictions. I'm giving it. Advet, learn to shut up once in a while, yeah. Uh, sometimes others need to speak. I mean, we'll we'll let you know when we need uh, uh, all the statistics from uh, the Brighton under uh, 18s. <laughs> you all know how much you love uh, the under 18s. Anyway, uh, Everton versus Leeds. Uh, Leeds actually uh, uh, really surprised uh, everyone in the last game. I mean, uh, considering that they have uh, such a leaky defence, I was surprised we didn't uh, get on the score sheet. Um, we had a lot of chances, but uh, so did Leeds. Um, it was a tough game. Uh, they're playing Everton next, and Everton seems a little unconvincing these days. But uh, you know, they have a senior manager who's in charge of the team. I'm pretty sure he knows what to do when you're in a slump. I mean, after all, uh, due to Everton's initial form, everybody uh, everybody placed the stakes on them a bit too high. Um, right now, Everton is just uh, you know they, they they have a little bit of a setback, but uh, this game would be an opportunity to come back very strongly uh, from that. I mean, they're not a bad side at all. Uh, the way that they've been performing, uh, a few bad games are going to ah. Uh, Going to have to be taken into account, but uh, Everton, I feel the way that they uh, are approaching each game, um, they are a very very tough opponent and they are very grilled out. They have a lot of players in their side who are uh, experienced and uh, you know talented, skilled young players as well in the team. So I think Everton will have a comfortable uh, uh, victory against Leeds. I think it'll be three-one uh, or uh, or two-nil. Right. Um, so let's just get on with the next match, man. Southampton versus United. I think this is a great opportunity for South Southampton to take advantage of you know United's form. Even though United have won a couple of matches in a row, which is pretty insane. But what do you think, man? Chirag, let's start with you. So um, I feel uh, again United has a good edge over Southampton um, because of course I'm I'm uh, predicting that uh, you know the starting eleven should be something like. In goalkeeper David Haya, uh, in the midfield, of course Bruno would be there. For uh, as a striker, I'm guessing Rashford and Cavani should be there because in, in the last match, um, I think after seeing the last match, Ole should have some, uh, you know, confidence in Cavani, and then Cavani could uh, be in the starting eleven. And in the substitute, uh, Donny should be coming in. And in defence, uh, I'm banking on Harry Maguire, although. A lot of you might disagree on this, but Harry does definitely play quite well. 
he's doing well in the past 3 4 matches yeah he is he is so for the goal machine bruno fernandes he has to be there without him i don't think uh the match would be any success and yeah right. i think yeah that's that's more like my prediction uh, united would definitely win um 3 3-1 or 3-2 maximum but you know with all this condition happening i think no one would disagree on that that united actually struggle with match fitness when it comes to switching over from a cl game to a pl game so do you think i don't really think cavani will be playing again because he played the full 90 minutes in the champions league game but when it comes to van der beek even hmm. his inclusion is a big doubt because why is ole not taking you know him into uh, you know consideration because he played well as a defensive mid in the last game yeah. too Yeah. So why not go in with that uh, combination? Why go in with a Fred and McTominay when they're not really anything? They don't have anything to offer in a, in the creativity field. So what do you think? See, I don't think uh, McTominay would be coming in. I think it would be Harry Maguire and uh, maybe this guy Fred. Fred would be there and Aaron Juan Bissaka. McTominay, McTominay. Okay, not yeah. Harry Maguire. You mean Matich? You mean Matich? Sorry, yeah, Matich. Yeah, Matich would be right. there as a defense. And uh, for mid, I think uh, this guy Fred would be there. Okay, cool. Uh, again, McTominay. Uh, I don't think he's he's much of there in the form because uh, I mean even Luke Shaw is not there. So defense has to be handled majorly uh, by Harry Maguire because he is the most experienced captain. Uh, so he has to the defense. Right. We are Southampton, but again, uh, we have to have to uh, gear up on the defense, and Harry has to lead it. Else, it will be a problem, major problem. So, I'll get you back because you're a United United supporter. So, I'd like your you know take on others' takes as well. But what do you think, Kanishk? What do you think? Um, but United having problems with fitness, especially Luke Shaw is out, and Alex Telles will be playing in, and he's actually showed a few sparks here and there in the game. Do you think this yeah. is a good opportunity for Arsenal to bounce back? Um well I let's see the last game United performed well but uh, due to their injuries especially in the in the the defense I think it's going to be a very tricky situation to pick uh, the playing 11 um obviously they're going to have to make do so I think uh, I believe uh, uh, Lindelof is injured uh, as well as mm-hmm. Luke Shaw he's okay right Lindelof um Yeah, Lindelof is fine. I think Eric okay. Bailly is injured. Lindelof is fine. All right. All right. So yeah, I mean, uh, but they, but they still uh, but they still have been struggling. United have in in the back four. Um, right. And Southampton is not a side where you can take anything lightly as they prove with Chelsea. If you give them even a little bit of an opportunity, they're going to uh, going to really uh, you know make it make it pay. Yep. So. Let's see. I mean, I'm I'm not really sure about this one. I, I I'm thinking that uh, because United's uh, performance has been so inconsistent um, uh, from what we've seen, you know, like uh, one side they're losing, uh, they're getting trounced by Tottenham. The other side, uh, you know, they're they're beating PSG, and so it's 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 uh, it's kind of like a roller coaster of a season for them. So it's very very hard to predict uh, what uh, United's uh, performance is going to be against Southampton. 
um going by what i said early on in the season that there seems to be some kind of a communication and a leadership problem at united i think mm. uh, this game uh, maybe just another one of those uh, another one of those games where where southampton look to put pressure on united and it will be very interesting to see how united cope with that because uh, uh, sometimes and especially with the history of united coming to st mary's has been uh, it, it's always gone uh, mostly gone in their favor uh, to my memory right but uh, south and in fact the entire premier league is just not the same as it used to be you just can't expect an easy game uh, anywhere uh, in the premier league so True. if united decide uh, especially uh, if you look at southampton right now they they should be feeling confident but uh, i'm i'm very sure that they won't feel too overconfident against a side like united because for teams like southampton games against united arsenal or anyone in the top 6 are uh, are a very important uh, uh, you know benchmark in their in their season it it really boosts the confidence of the entire team so if they if they really really uh, put put a shift on uh, the southampton uh, side then i think that uh, an upset could be could be on the cards I think Southampton might nick it 2-1 or 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 if United do show up uh and they and they play the way that uh, they've been playing against PSG the the way that they've been playing against uh, uh Newcastle and and a couple of the other sides where they actually look hungry for goals and they and they uh, press the opposition and 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 don't try to uh, let them settle and I think United could uh, uh win 4-1 or something like that because they're very capable of that Right. I doubt four uh, one per se because I mean the team does not have that great of fitness. I mean and that great of uh, you know stuff for this match. Not a four one, but I think two one should be the score. Okay. Um, yes. What do you think, man? Uh, and I want you to comment on the two man pivot that they usually go in with at the number six position. Do you think it will be Fred and uh, this guy VDB, or do you think it will be Fred and McTominay? It, it should be VDB, but yeah, I mean it should be him. Uh, he's the one who'll provide them the them with the creativity and like moving balls forward uh, from the midfield. And McTominay could be a good defensive option, but like if you're playing uh, against a team like Southampton, where you expect your team to like play uh, offensively and like rather not sit back and defend. Defend. I mean, so in that case, if they play with the, if they go with VDV, it should be good for them. Right. Um, again, um, Prakar, what do you think about Southampton, man? We haven't spoken about them. You know, their centre half. Yeah, man. Mestika, Southampton. Yeah, yeah. So Southampton. Last seven. Mm-hmm. I'll just ask you a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Continue after that. <laughs> They've been doing pretty okay, well, okay, you sure. know. But what do you think about Jenepo Walcott? Even they stepped up since the last few matches when uh, since, ever since Angels has been out. And but they've actually seen Redmond sideline too since the starting of the season. Maybe he's just played a match or two. And they've been very fluidic in their build-ups as well. So if you could comment on all these three facets. To see first of all talking about Southampton last 7 games they haven't lost any any of the last 7 games in the Premier League which is a big thing for other team like Southampton. they've been playing really 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 attacking games so yeah looking at walcott he scored a, i think he scored the goal against us in the last game right if i'm not wrong i didn't see the match 
okay yeah walcott code yes walcott code yeah yeah so so uh, like for, instead of adams and you see uh, what prowse and everyone's been playing really really well and I, i'm i'm um, actually really sad that tottenham sold kyle uh, kyle walker peters to southampton because i've been seeing him from for the last 4 years and he was a great like prospect for spurs so he he has been defensively also he has been playing really really good kyle walker peters so yes but you have to you know so you don't need to worry Yeah, the prospect of Spurs eventually has to be signed on for bigger and better things. I mean, the only oh, really? prospect of Spurs. You want to talk about? You you don't want to get into that, man. Come on, I'll do it. But quickly, man. Let's just close this game, then we'll get on to the headline of fixture. What do you yeah, think, Adi? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Go, 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 go on, go on, go on. Yeah, see, I'm not gonna speak much now, and then I'll just go with the scoreline. I'll help predict whatever it is. Please, Adi, go forward. What is your prediction for the game? I'll I'll go with two-one uh, United. Very well. Um, yeah, Adi. What about Redmond's form? He's been struggling with injuries. And <coughs> you think Ibrahim Diallo will be getting a start? Getting a start for the league debut. Maybe. Yeah. Another again French youngster. Uh, he's 21 years old. Exciting winger. Um, so yeah, but I think this is a real test for United. Um, you know, at Saint Mary's with a good Southampton team, a team that is uh, that hasn't lost for the last seven games as well. Uh, a team that is that is fifth in the in the league. Um, so yeah, I think should this should, this will be a real test for United to see uh, how they can cope with with uh, with one of the teams that are in form in the Premier League currently. Um, if it's the United that played, you know, Istanbul and that has. Played uh, the previous games, I think you know United should nick this one to one. But you know if it's going to be the United again that uh, that is going to probably that showed up against Arsenal or uh, some of the previous games, I think Southampton will will win this one to one. So either way, it goes to one. Same, I'd go with the two one prediction as well for Southampton. But let's move on to the headline of fixture, the derby, Chelsea versus Tottenham. Uh, I'd like to start with Yash itself, Yash. You know. Tottenham have actually found their way back with Jose, man. Especially with Poch, who actually did a tremendous job over the seasons. Jose picked it up from there. He converted them into a solid team. And now, what do you think against a team like Chelsea, who have actually been winning the last four or five matches against Tottenham? Yeah. Think- so, mm-hmm. no, go on, go on. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I feel like this is this game is a complete contrast of like two different mentalities, two different psychological. Uh, managers like one manager Lampard, he just tries to pass the ball forward, press the defense, and uh, Mourinho like his strengths lie lie against this. Like he likes to defend deep and like tries to bypass the pressing games and like play long balls. So, and 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 the pace, like the pace of their players, could be a real uh, weapon for them against Chelsea. And yeah, I mean uh, here like. The project he has at Tottenham right now has been like successful so far, and like honestly, like I'm a little bit scared uh, for this game. Like not that confident I would usually be against Tottenham. Like I think in the last uh, 17 or so games that they have, uh, Tottenham has come to Chelsea, they have uh, failed to keep uh, more than one clean sheet, I guess. They have so, actually won. Yep. Yeah, they have one clean sheet, I think, in the last 17 games. Okay. So yeah, like 
more than the game itself it's a good match up between the managers in my opinion like completely different psychologies completely different ideologies and the players will be trying their best and like we have seen in the past that chelsea tottenham games tend to get physical and violent at times but yeah like that's going to be exciting uh so prakar um yes representing tottenham what do you think about what yash has to say about uh, the derby but yash yes, you haven't so actually predicted just... the what is your score line for the derby yash i think a draw like two all draw or one all draw <laughs> would be an ideal result i would say like obviously ideal would be chelsea like yeah Six one one the yes. I don't think that will come into consideration. What do you think is the strongest, See, oh, and which will which team will come on top? Obviously, Spurs will come on top of you. Look at our last match that we played. Last got the rest. Son got every ma- every major player of our starting eleven has got the rest. So Spurs are gonna come like beasts. And Mourinho is going to take revenge from Chelsea and from Lampard. I don't I know. Don't you know, you know that same. Tukra, he's happy with his time at Chelsea. No, 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 no. <laughs> if you have seen the interviews, he keeps abusing Chelsea and all. So you know what? What Mourinho is going to say if he would have been an Indian? Tukra, ke mera pyar, mera end kaam dekhi after winning from Chelsea. Sure, I'm sure he's not going to think like thing he had to do when he was ऑफ़ <laughs> We won four nil last night. I'm, I'm not denying. I'm not denying the form Spurs are in. Like I, I definitely believe they have an edge over Chelsea, uh, especially with like Kane and Son playing and like having probably the best link up in the last four or five years we've seen in the Premier League. Like they are developing something to look forward to. Like I think they already have like more than 25, 27 contributions amongst each other. This season, like it's been what nine games, and they have twenty twenty seven goals plus assists amongst themselves. So yeah, and like yeah. out of the twenty one goals that Spurs has scored so far, sixteen have been scored by either Son or Kane. So yeah, I mean, I'm not denying anywhere that Son and Kane are good enough. Like Spurs will be a strong opponent, but yeah, like it's not going to be Tukra ke mera pyar and all. <laughs> See one step forward that Chelsea has is that Toby Alvarez will injured. So I'm not sure if Tanganga or Sanchez one, one of them I, I, is going to I personally believe that Toby Alvarez thing is again though that typical Mourinho mind game like I believe he'll bring him to the field last moment and he'll be in the squad like maybe because in the interview he said team. he's going to be injured for at least 2 to 3 weeks and man come on he 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 no, that that's typical plus. Mourinho that I mean he did the same thing for Son against the game uh, against the before the United game but see yeah, I'm not sure what's going to happen no, because we, we we've had Mourinho for pretty long and we know our guy like he can <laughs> okay. play those mind games like 
he can be a bully like this like he can play or he can I mean yeah lines. you know Mourinho is known for his dark tactics and also yeah yeah he, <laughs> I, I, I just have a feeling that uh, Toby is fit or probably just a niggle and he's just uh, exaggerating the fact and try, he might just try to uh, pull out this like trick and like he might try and use him against Chelsea if if at all he's like fit enough to play obviously see spurs are winning anyways for me spurs are winning this game if toby doesn't play we're going to concede a goal and if toby plays we're going to win by two or three goals 2-0 3-0 that's 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 what that's it so you don't, I, I don't want you to don't say want chelsea else. to score at all i mean be a little uh what would you say like be a little uh charitable and let us score see. a couple of goals at least No, no. no. <laughs> you actually think? Do you think Mourinho will? Do you think the student will fuck the tutor, or do you think the tutor will be fucking the student? What do you think? <laughs> I'm I mean, about to say that it's not going to be any fucking around, and it's just going to be like uh, the mentor learning from the student after all. Like, yeah, I mean, Mourinho has had enough chances in the Premier League. He had his best second season at uh, United. So and still they didn't win the league. They were like what, 15 or 20 points behind City. So I think that's again going to end up this season as well. Like he'll have a good go in the first 13, 14, 15, 18 games, and end up being like third or second. Man, if you have seen, if you have heard Mourinho say something, like if you have heard Mourinho's interviews, he has said getting that that particular squad of Manchester United to second position is his biggest achievement <laughs> in his entire career. <laughs> True that man. It was actually one of the biggest achievements. So yeah, no doubt in that. I mean, they had a squad worse than what they have at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, United is totally done in my opinion. Like, I I'd rather go with Leeds over United any day. Hey guys, stay on the match, okay? <laughs> okay. What do you think, uh, Lord KB? You should. It is time for you to step in. And what do you think? Uh, What is your take on the rival fans? Whatever they have shared amongst all this shit going on. <laughs> well, uh, <clears throat> I uh, I stopped listening when somebody was uh, reciting poetry. <laughs> But uh, I mean nothing personal. I mean I'm I'm, I'm sure it's great. But uh, I, I, I just there wasn't much about football. Anyway, uh, Tottenham and Chelsea is going to be a great game. I'm sure their fans are very excited for a nil-nil draw, which is what my prediction is. Um, that being said, recently uh, I'm, I'm I hate to say it, but I've been very impressed by how how Tottenham is playing their football. Uh, you know, like as an Arsenal fan, you're remotely programmed to criticize Tottenham at, at every at every stage. But as as as, as a footballing fan, I'm I'm very happy. Uh, to see that uh, a team that used to uh, be almost down in the dumps about a decade ago, with no prospect whatsoever, is now actually uh, making headlines almost every season. And not only that, they are uh, proving themselves to be serious contenders, not just for the Champions League, but trying to uh, trying to win competitions. Their mentality has changed. and that is very evident with the kind of players that they have with the with the performances that they that they're giving so i think um, uh, tottenham is going to be unfazed by by chelsea's uh, superstars 
um chelsea has been stringing together a bunch of very good performances um what's his name atimo werner uh very Have very you impressive too. uh sorry Tammy, I think the front three are playing exceptionally, exceptionally well. Even Z, yeah. Zh, uh, Tammy as well. The, Zh was uh, always. Uh, I mean, I, I, I was a big fan of Zh uh, when he was at Ajax, and um, you know, I, I've just the Dutch players who come from Ajax, they just have something about them. They have some exceptional ability. So I have been in awe of that for quite some time. um besides that uh, it's very nice to see that uh, the money that chelsea paid for these big superstars is now finally uh, you know giving the returns that they were initially looking for i remember we were all mocking chelsea's performances when they uh, you know were conceding so much and they seemed unsure of how to perform on 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 the ground but now it seems like frank lampard and uh, the blues have gotten their act together and uh, and and looking at chelsea's performances right now it's going to be very very difficult for either team uh, to defend in this game so if i were jose mourinho and looking at jose mourinho's recent um uh, you know spike in activity or electricity uh, whatever that mourinhoness is um right. especially after uh, his last victory uh, against city uh, i yep. think that Mourinho Mourinho might be reminded that you know his tactics his his approach uh they count for something because it can seem like for some time that Mourinho had just taken a taken a seat back but i think that he is going to take this game head on um they're at the top of the league right now but he knows not to get too complacent because uh, it it matters where you are at the end of the season not right now i mean it's great but you have to consolidate your position so it's going to be a fantastic game because both teams are in form both teams have won their last uh, a couple of fixtures and their front uh, uh, the front three are looking phenomenal so it's going to be a defenders nightmare i feel it's going to be i think it's going to be a so difficult to predict you know you, you can see this going both ways uh, either the defenders do their job and it becomes an extremely tough game but i think either it'll be 2-2 or or i don't know i think it's going to be 2-2 that's my that's my final prediction on the game right fair enough um again chirag um you're a united fan what do you think as a neutral um would you go in with kanishks um judgment or would you be having something of your own to offer um so again i would go with kanish judgment because it's actually a very difficult game to predict you have really good uh, strikers in both the teams with uh, you know you have son humings agility you have if gareth bale play, uh, plays then gareth bale's experience and on the other hand chelsea has a really good uh, defense with um, thiago silva ben chilwell and of the likes <clears throat> um in the forward of chelsea there is oliver giroud if he's playing and uh, yeah so, so i think, I think Tammy and uh, werner only i think they'll be sticking with that um uh, you so you don't think giroud would be playing no no i think he his days are gone for chelsea and he'll be getting out soon i think because obviously tammy is doing so well under um you know but uh, timo by his side he's actually giving good layoff this season i've seen that usually he'd rather go in as a target man but now he's actually playing as a false nine 
so it is pretty good mm-hmm. to see also also not to i mean to be mentioned eduardo mendy is doing a fantastic job as a goalkeeper totally. so he is the last man before the goal post it's going to be a difficult thing for uh, hotspur but not impossible considering son has the agility and the super speed and uh, harry kane supporting him all the way and he he suppose harry kane i mean assists are just amazing so yeah i mean it's a very very difficult game to predict but i am looking at a draw uh, possibly a 2-2 or a one all okay ari again as a guna what do you think about this match and what is your prediction like a uh, good game it's going to be a london derby so um, as a neutral you know i i think a draw would be a fair result uh, considering the form that both teams are on uh, chelsea are in are in a good run of uh, form tottenham are also in a rich vein of form uh, no wonder they're in the top 4 in the premier league table Uh, currently, <laughs> I think fails. I think uh, a fair result would be a probably a two-all draw. I, th- uh, I think that would be a fair result. Okay, I'll be going in with a three-one Tottenham win. Three-one. Yeah. I think Chelsea are good defensively, man. I think Chelsea are defensively really good with Zuma, Thiago Silva. You know, Edward Mendy has also been brilliant, as what Chirag said. So, do you think it will be a game like maybe United maybe versus Chelsea? United. That is so boring, and both teams are like trying to just save their arm. It could be, but again, it depends on uh, Mourinho. But I think this game, Mourinho won't really, you know, like uh, like how his performance was against City, where you know it was where Spurs are soaking up pressure and then hitting City on the counter. Here, I think Spurs might be a little bit more free flowing in their football. Uh, more expressive in their football is what I would say compared to as they were in City. But I mean, if you can beat City, I think you can also beat Chelsea. That's that's there for sure. But again, don't take Chelsea lightly, man. They're they're also a good side, quality side. Uh, with Timo Werner, um, you know, you've got uh, I think even Hakim Ziyech also is is of good quality. It'll be a good, it'll be a really interesting battle. If you have to dissect this game, you'll have to dissect it based on individuality. I think that's why the game can be won or lost for either of the sides. Also, man, they actually rested Havertz, and he actually he made a comeback, um, you know, from COVID and all that. So, do you think where will he fit in uh, the role? Because you have Vies, you have Havertz, you have Mount, you have Kante. I don't think will play. I don't think Havertz will will feature because I think Lampard has his team set currently. Uh, I think he'll go with the same, you know, with Mount uh, probably dropping into midfield with uh, Kante and Kovacic. I think that's the same uh, team that he'll go with, uh, and, and and up up top you'll have the front three. You'll have Werner on the left, Tammy down the middle, and Zayac on the right. So I think that's the team that they will go with. I don't think Havertz will feature. I one more interesting thing is I think even Pulisic is also back. So I'd like to see where where does he play. I would like to see him come off the bench because his pace and dribbling will definitely, you know, give a few fullbacks worries here and there, especially uh, Regilon and Doherty who are known to be attacking-minded fullbacks. So yeah, that'll be interesting as well. And I think Regilon also has had a good start to the season, man. That guy's been very good. Well. He's been really, really He's good. Definitely better than Ben Davies at least. Yeah, yeah. Any day, miles, miles ahead of Ben Davies, man. Miles ahead of Ben Davies. I think Ben Davies' Tottenham career is over. I think he'll probably move back to Swansea. No, no, man. I didn't. I, I don't think so. Yes, you saw yesterday's match and last night's match. He was captaining the Spurs side. No man, I don't watch Spurs as a ludicrous. What's wrong with you? I mean, I mean, I'm just I mean, telling I you. I watched the game and 
He was a beast in the last match. He was captaining the Spurs side. And one more player, Harry Winks. I used to, I used to think he's a douchebag, and he would, he should have left this summer. But man, yesterday he scored a, a goal from 60 yards, 60 yards away. So I think you should just go and see the highlights of that match. And Bro, Spurs had zero shots. You know, your your fans even commented good about Lewis Holtby when he scored that one goal. And ever since he just scored one goal for Tottenham, and you know how how his career ended at Tottenham. So I think it's too soon to judge these players. Let's just give them another season, in my opinion. But I totally take what. Yeah, see, we have a good we have good choice of midfielders right now. Harry Winks won't be the first choice like he was last season. But yeah, he 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 is also starting to give his hundred percent for the squad now. He will if he wants to be selected in the first team. Otherwise, I think Lo Celso is better than Harry Winks. I don't know if they play the same position. Obviously, man. Obviously, Lo Celso. Lo Celso has been scoring goals off the bench. Yeah, but uh, why? Man, Lo Celso. Why doesn't uh, Mourinho make uh, this guy Gareth Bale play much? I mean, his appearances are pretty low. So this is he the chutia. फिंग पहले और मैराडोना और समथिंग एंड देन गेट द एचपीएल रेटिंग दैट 4.55 ब्रो गेट हिम टू 4.55 ब्रो यस्टरडेस गेम यस्टरडेस गेम ही ही मेड एन असिस्ट सो कम ऑन मैन दैट्स गुड ओनली ओके मैन ओके फाइन या बट इट्स टेकिंग टू मच टाइम टू गेट हिम फर्स्ट ही वाज व्हेन ही व्हेन ही गॉट ट्रांसफर्ड देयर वाज एन इंजरी उसके बाद ही इज जस्ट बीन बेंच्ड मतलब उसके बाद भी वंस ही इज मैन फिट इन आफ्टर द फर्स्ट गेम आफ्टर द फर्स्ट गेम ऑफ वेस्ट हैम एंड स्पर्स आई डोंट नो इफ यू सो माय स्टोरी ऑन इट्स और एनीथिंग आई जस्ट प्रेडिक्टेड गैरेथ स्पेल इज द मेन गेम लाइक हिज हिज स्टार परफॉर्मेंस इज गोना कम आफ्टर दिसंबर मोस्ट प्रोबब्ली और इन दिसंबर लेट्स जस्ट वेट आई एम प्रेडिक्टिंग राइट नाउ एंड लेट्स जस्ट वेट एंड सी व्हाट हैपेंस Okay, I'll I'll write down your post. And yesterday, and yesterday, you, I think you, you should just go and see the highlights of yesterday's game. He was making pretty good chances. Bro, come on, man! It's Europa League, man. You guys lost to which team? I forgot the name of the team. They lost one nil to some team. Which team I mean, was that? I don't want to talk about that. Why, I am not telling you. I am not telling you. Fuck off. Okay, no, no, wait, wait, dude. So, actually, you guys are wasting Lucas Moura. You're wasting the Eric Lamela. The team they lost to Royal Antwerp. Antwerp, Belgium side. Huh? Uh, Broker, what do you think? Like you guys are actually wasting 
Lamela, you guys are wasting Lucas Moura, man. They are such talented senior players now. See, man, we have Bergwijn. We are starting Bergwijn. It's <laughs> so I'm I'm not I'm I'm not commenting on that because Hingman Son and Bergwijn are going to be the main wings for from both the sides. And then Lucas Moura, I know, man. Lucas Moura is a great player. He he's short, but man, come on, his aerial threat is better than any. He's, he 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 makes one of the best aerial threats. He jumps so high and all. <coughs> man, I I don't know, but see, it's only okay. on Mourinho. If he if he sees something special in Bergwijn. Then I can't comment on that. But Lucas Moura should be starting in Chelsea uh, and with the uh, Ingman Sofal. Also, do you guys Still think that Chelsea doesn't come back in form? Chelsea would be putting uh, Kurt Zuma as in defence in this match. Definitely, man. He's been very lethal for them. Really, also he's been handling their defence pretty well, and he's learning a lot yeah, of yeah. things from Thiago Silva, which is good. I yes. think. Yes. But, but I think Adi and KB can give their own. Uh, Yep, Adi. Any parting comments on the match? I think let 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 your Kanesh what Kanesh has to say. I think he's been quiet for quite some time. True. I haven't been quiet uh, <laughs> at all. In fact, I speak. He's uh, quiet because he came late. He's late to the bar. Bye, bolde bye. Yeah, yeah, Kanesh, yeah. Oh, I mean, uh, we're still talking about the uh, Tottenham Chelsea game, right? Yes, yeah. Yes. So, as I said, too <laughs> difficult to predict to all, and but it's going to be a, a really good game. That's for sure. Okay. Um. So, guys, let's just move on to the next match. Um. You didn't ask everyone for a prediction, man. <laughs> just score prediction. No one wants to predict. Uh, Tottenham matches, to be honest, but I'm just kidding. Adi, <laughs> what is your prediction for the match? Correct. Could have been different. Arey, no, no, boy. How are you doing? Now it's over. Now it's nothing left. Arey, boy. Prakar, next North London derby, bro. Tab baat karna. I know, I know. I'll come for that. I'll come for that. Hundred percent. North London derby. And be prepared, cause Kanesh will bring the fire, man. I know, man. So you can chat. I am bringing ice. <laughs> <laughs> this is Adi, but how we do it? Adi, Adi, KB, I think uh, Saif will be burning you guys out. <laughs> yeah, I need Saif for backup. That's yeah. okay. You get all the backup you need. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I think, as I said, man, two one. I think two all draw. I think two all draw is a fair result. I think being a neutral, I think to all draw is a fair result. Yeah, but let's see who wants it more. I mean, if if, yeah, uh, if let, maybe maybe Mourinho has a trick up his sleeve, you know, these are the games yeah. where he needs to show it. Correct. But I think Lampard. I'll, has I'll that. go with KV thing, man. I think KV right. got it bang on. <coughs> but I think oh, Lampard has a thing against Mourinho as well. In the last few matches, we've seen them sharing a couple of things on the sidelines as well. So I think Chelsea should show great vigor there, but. Again, what do you think about Arsenal versus Wolves, man? Uh, let's start with the Gunners itself. Um, well, you know, it's November, and again, as an Arsenal fan, I'm back doing what I do best, uh, which is online gambling, <laughs> because I'd rather do that and take my chances on cards 
and uh, take my chances on watching another fucking Arsenal game because uh, you know every time this happens every season so used to this so so repetitive that it's actually become boring to be depressed after watching another torrid Arsenal performance after they um you know disillusion you with good performances at the start of the season high hopes with a new manager and the shape and a form that he's bringing to the side suddenly you know the 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 small plugs that need to be uh you know filled up they're not that's not happening uh, the players are being inconsistent um some of the top players who need to perform are not performing and it seems like arsenal is relying all too heavily on on those players because uh, match after match uh, keeps coming and the points after points we keep dropping so already we're uh, mid table mediocrity and it seems like with the kind of performances that we showed against leeds and the performances that we showed against aston villa um it it just uh, it's just same old same old arsenal that we saw under unai emery that we saw uh, failing at the end of wenger's tenure there seems to be a, a bigger problem i mean they're trying it's not that they're not trying and uh, yesterday i believe they faced mold and they guys won 3 yeah we won 3 3 yeah and and You know, uh, it was a good performance. I think playing Reese Nelson, uh, who who actually showed a lot of a lot of positive signs, um, was a player that now Arsenal fans would ask, why was he on the bench for so long? I mean, who are we keeping him on the bench for? Oh, Willian hasn't really performed. Um, he's being paid a, a decent amount of money, but I think his team is 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 somewhat lost in the Arsenal shirt. Uh, he he started the season positively, but. Maybe maybe it's not his fault. Uh, maybe maybe he he at this age of his uh, should be played in a little bit of a different position because I don't see him penetrating from the right from the right flank. I think William may have uh, performed at Chelsea really well in that position, but uh, I just don't see him doing the same things he used to do for Chelsea. Uh, he doing for Arsenal now. I think we really need to figure out a new role for Willian, and it's not uh, such a such a difficult thing to do. As a manager, you should be able to utilize your players where you feel that they would perform best. I think that has to be looked at. Um, besides that, uh, the actions of Pepe against Leeds were atrocious, absolutely stupid. Uh, it was it was so it was as soon as I saw that, I, I just couldn't watch anymore because I mean. You know what? A, what a fucking pussy! What a fucking pussy! Pepe's <laughs> motherfucker! What the fuck is he doing? He, he he kisses him with the bald section of his fucking head, right? He gives him a little kiss, and he goes down. And Pepe knows that he's now fucked in the fucking ass, and he fucked his entire team in the fucking ass. Totally. What the fuck is he doing? I mean, at least give him a fucking punch. I mean, Zidane did it properly. Do you want to expect him to do it like that, motherfucker? True. Stop touching people with your head. They're gonna go down, and you're gonna be called the aggressor. You're still gonna get a red card. Totally. 
But this guy didn't even he didn't do anything. I guess he was just frustrated at his own performance. I think he got a I think he got a the, the hair treatment by the manager in the halftime uh, team talk. And and I think he lashed out. It was an unprofessional uh, uh, thing to do. He he turns up against the weaker sides. But uh, the the very positive thing from the mold game molder game yesterday is that Pepe was actually doing what he does best. And that is taking. Uh, shots from the right hand side flank after cutting in as soon as yes. he gets the opportunity to do that because we know that he's a great finisher we know that he's a good dribbler it's just that he's not being able to get into the positions where he needs to be to, to score the goals that he can um against the top sides i think we are going to have to uh, we we're going to have to shape ourselves up in such a way that we can get pepe um uh you know uh, uh, at the other end as much as possible it could be very very threatening but the sad part is that we expect th- there's something wrong with the with the attacking uh, at us i mean either it's the coaching nope. it's, it's the strategy the tactics something is 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 wrong because the the the, the players who are supposed to be scoring the goals are are not getting into the positions where they need to be hey um the players as a last resort always look to cross the ball inside hardly anyone tries to take a shot or hardly anyone tries to risk it against leeds after 1 hour of playing football um we took one shot on target after 1 hour it basically means that there is so much heavy emphasis on something but not scoring the goal I mean, it's crazy. I mean, other teams they take pot chances, they speculative efforts from anywhere. Sometimes, you know, let's see what happens. And Arsenal right. don't see that risk being taken. It is true. It's, that's what the problem is. In in attack, the risk has to be taken. There is this big question that's being asked right now: that where is the creativity going to come from? And because apparently there is politics involved in the Mesut Ozil issue, that doesn't seem to be getting resolved anytime soon. So, where is it going to come? From? I don't see uh, the 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 creative wizard at Arsenal. I don't I don't see the playmaker at Arsenal right now. That's a huge problem. So, so what's your take yeah. on Aubameyang? I mean, he's he's one of those star players. Man, that just is very sad, Arsenal fan. Uh. KB uh, Chiraj yeah. asking you something here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm what, asking. What's the question? What about Aubameyang? Like he's one of those star players which you took in and he was the one who scored a goal in the FA Cup final last season. So what do you think? He, I, he's not coming. No, he's a, a fantastic talent and um strikers when they when they don't score every single game they go into uh, what they call a kind of a slump it happens to every striker it's a very normal thing to happen in football especially true, true. for a striker so mm-hmm. i see that obameyang is currently in a slump um he needs to get goals but that's the thing in order for him to get goals he needs to he, he needs a supplier a striker can't do everything on his own i mean we we just not in the onri era or or whatever it is anymore and to be very honest we we keep talking about onri at arsenal 
But there were a lot of other players at Arsenal because of which Henri could do what he did. There were there was a lot of that was a completely different side. In fact, in other good sides, what you see is there's not just one player. It's 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 at least seven or eight really good players that that feed off each other. But at Arsenal, uh, a player like Aubameyang, who has speed, he has amazing finishing. and he needs the creative players to supply the ball to him in the places that he needs it and he will so and he feel that uh, the assist is lacking the assist is lacking yeah there's no creativity at arsenal uh, at arsenal a football club which is known for uh, scoring creative goals and and 5 years ago with jack wilshere uh, and ramsey and all in the squad arsenal were 10 times more uh, creative than they are right now and 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 sure. this current squad is actually supposed to be be the change the problem is that i feel that you know we we are arsenal cannot lose we have at the core of our club and no matter we finish fourth we finish sixth eighth or whatever the fact that we play innovative <coughs> football the fact that we take risks during attack is everything about our club otherwise there would have been no invincible there would have been uh no great arsenal uh performances the the very right. very uh what's it called the very rise of our club is because of playing attacking football because of playing very very beautiful attacking football right now I look at the arsenal squad all i see is just a bunch of tired guys especially the full backs i feel so sad for tierney and bellerin sometimes You know they get blamed when they're out of position. You know they're going to be out of position, man. I was looking at that goal against um, what's it called? Uh, there was this no, I, I I don't know if they scored, but they but they gave either Mole or they gave Leeds and I think they gave Leeds an opportunity uh, when Bamford almost scored against Arsenal when Bellerin was attacking. left the left hand side of uh, the leads flank completely exposed and there was a player standing on the left wing on uh, on the on the lead side which is waiting for that opportunity because because the, the lead united manager is a smart guy and he knew that this opportunity will expose itself and he had a player right over there it's just that maybe they did not have enough any other side any other side would have picked us apart if we continue playing like this if we keep exposing ourselves like that then no matter who we buy uh we're just not going to be able to solve our problems we need to we just need to change the way we we play football we need to go back we need to take some of the old bits we need to incorporate it into how we get it into arteta's system and we really need to uh, sort sort ourselves out right now arsenal are in a dump right but good insight into the squad uh, kv but prakar what do you think about the match and do you think wolves will be able to take that frustration get rid of it rather because they drew the last match as well and who do you think man, will come on top man see first of all man kv i feel really sad for him for last 15 will keep me talking and i've been really feeling sad for him that's a really frustrated <laughs> arsenal fan right there man come on i would have cried if i would have been there <laughs> okay so right. talking about yeah, the game I, i i tell it i tell it how it is man uh yeah, yeah. 
true swing <laughs> so <laughs> yeah arsenal side uh, both wolves and arsenal both are like a frustrated team and both are looking forward to get in the game get back in the premier league i mean wolves are still playing better and they don't have a very strong history but arsenal as just like kb said they are known to create goals they are known to be very creative side and like scoring side winning arsenal should be winning matches and being a spurs fan i like still i, I just want to be true so i think both of the teams will be looking forward to get in the match it 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 might just go as a great attacking match as both both the teams have think arsenal is also playing five man defense with wing backs and uh, wolves also play five man defense with wing backs right so yeah it, it can go like a good attacking match with a lot of long balls and uh, crosses and all so yeah if the striker if the full backs and the strikers take good opportunities of those crosses then yeah it might go as like a 3-2 game mm. so i'll i'll go with arsenal for this match come on man they, they have to bounce back i want some competition for north london derby at least some excitement right okay jirag what about you man as a united fan what do you think um so i mean i kind of want nuno's team to play this match i mean win this match but again arsenal being a better team than wolves should take the game um having said that i mean again i'll go back to my first sentence is that i i really want wolves to win because wolves are a team which has a good balance of attack i mean not that great in defense but it has a good attack and a good midfield is what i feel and uh, they should be able to blast through the arsenal defense and nuno as a as a i mean if you see the bench cam nuno as a manager is pretty cool i mean he just True. watches the game and he's he's very calm so he's not one he's not like mourinho or ole gunnar soshar who you know keeps shouting from the bench as if they are the ones who are playing he's a very True. cool and calm manager and i think that has an advantage over any other uh, i mean as as a i mean it has an impact on the team as compared to any other manager and the team so i'm totally. uh, uh, giving a prediction of about um, let's say what 2 2-1 wolves right. so i think they are actually a balanced side but um, attacking wise i think their center forward isn't doing much but i hope he clicks well i'll go with a 2-1 arsenal victory but step uh, getting on with adi your parting comments for the game and overall what do you think of both the sides i agree with what with what kanish said man i think arsenal are in a bit of a slump um currently from what we've seen uh with emery i think we've lost identity playing the style of football that we're known to play uh we've become defensively sound but then offensively <coughs> we're not thinking uh so definitely there are a lot of issues i as kanish also said i think creativity where is the creativity going to come from um you know with the politics involving ozil i don't i don't see anyone else who can be as creative as ozil you know in the world that guy is like the best in the business um so yeah there are issues there are issues here and there and you know wolves have always been a, a bogey team for arsenal ever since uh, nuno has come um we've either drawn we've never beaten them we've either drawn or lost to them uh right. but i think wolves also are in a bit of a lukewarm uh patch themselves you know They haven't lost games, but then definitely they've been behind games. Um, they've also been up front. 
um, with their forwards not clicking and not scoring, especially Raul Jimenez. Every the wingers are managing to get in goals, unlike Arsenal, where I think you know Villian is not really clicking. Pepe, utter stupidity. Um, even though I I've heard rumors saying that apparently Alioski racially abused him, but I don't know. Uh, so so yeah, I I have I I really don't know uh, what's the scene with Aubameyang as well. I think he's also going through. A pretty poor patch. He was he was really 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 bad against Leeds. He was nowhere to be seen on the pitch. Um, I think the substitutions and the red card kind of worked in our favor. Where in Arsenal kind of came in. I think when, once Reese Reese Nelson was on the field, he he was brilliant. He was the one you know running up, taking the taking possession. And if you look at the Leeds game, I think our most creative player was Bellerin. That brilliant through ball for yeah. Saka. You know Saka took that touch early to beat Meslier and then yes. kind of like screwed it up. You know. Uh, towards the end, so I think Bellerin and Tierney were, were brilliant. I think Tierney has been Mr. Consistent. He's been putting in good performances so far. But as I said, you know, creativity is is our problem. We're not able to create chances. We're just you know being able to attack down the wings. And if your right back is is your most creative player, then there's definitely issues at the club. Um, so right. I think Kaka definitely needs to assess the squad um, again. Uh, needs to you know probably start giving players like Reese Nelson a, a chance because he's been really really good. Uh, yesterday against Molde as well, he was he was good. Got a good goal. Um, right. I think I'm happy for Pepe as well. I think he's put that atrocious uh, performance with Leeds behind him. He was he was also pretty good yesterday. In first half, he was again you know lukewarmish, but then the second half he really kicked off. Happy for Balogun as well with his goal. Um, and I've heard rumors that apparently Arteta has spoken to him and he wants to stay. Uh, I think you know the future is bright if we have players like Balogun and Ketia, Miguel Aziz staying at the club. Uh, but yeah, definitely one area of concern is a creative midfielder man. Hussein Mawa would have been perfect, you know, this window along with Partey. Uh, but yeah, let's just see. I think uh, I think it's a. I I would definitely want an Arsenal win because I think uh, it's we need to we need some positivity now after the results. Right. Uh, that we face so far, and especially as even Prakar said, I think the North London derby coming up. You know, you want to go into such games with full, full, full of confidence. You know, not going, not going into such a game with low confidence, and you know, thinking that oh no, you know, maybe here and there. And Spurs are always, you know, a team that can surprise you. Man, last season they did that. Alderweireld scoring the winner. Uh, so, and they're in a very good run of form, top of the table. So you always want your team to go in. With a lot of positivity, you know, and try and go in and try and dictate the game and win the game. Not, you know, like like how we went in against Leeds in the first half, where we weren't very, we, were, we weren't really sure of what we were doing until Pepe's red card kind of like kicked, uh, kicked the team into action. So, right. yeah, I, I think um, I, I I would definitely want an Arsenal win um, on Sunday on Sunday night. I think uh, a two-one Arsenal win uh, would would be a fair result. Though I'm I'm still scared of Wolves, man. And you, I I don't know why. I have a feeling probably Adama might be introduced in that game because that guy has always caused Arsenal a lot of problems. True. I think you know, you know might have a few tricks here and there. Um, so, so I yeah, think I your think, player uh, also give back from injury. I think uh, Partey coming back, Saka's back, Williams back, everything, everyone will be back mostly. And I think I'm seeing NKTA maybe starting ahead uh-huh. along with Dries, Nilsson, and maybe Aubameyang again on the flank because at least Aubameyang does something. He comes inward and all that. He can do that. So again, we didn't see him much doing, uh, you know, in a central role. He wasn't really uh, living up to whatever expectations Arteta exactly. had. Exactly. I wanted to talk that because I think a few podcasts back, we had a few fans here and they're saying that why the hell is Aubameyang not playing through the middle? This is your problem. This is what happens when you play Aubameyang through the middle and you don't have a creative midfielder. At that point, he had Mkhitaryan behind him who was brilliant. He was one of the best creative midfielders in Germany right then. 
in arsenal he has nobody man he looks behind and you're like what you probably see shaka who is little defensive in his approach sabayos he does a little too many turns for my liking you know kind of like dilly dallies on the ball a little too much at times though on his day he can be a, a pretty creative as well is good passer of the ball pate is not really a creative player he's a box to box midfielder he's someone who likes to break up play someone who likes to run at players he's not very creative so that's that's my emphasis abumang is very effective when you have when he has a creative midfielder when he has ozil behind him but then ozil's kind of like frozen out of the picture so i don't really know i hope we get awar because that he looks he looks to be the missing piece of the of the puzzle man i think one creative midfielder and i think this arsenal team can actually challenge true uh, for for bigger and better trophies not just the fa cup